What's up, everybody? It's Chelsea back at it again with another episode of CNN, aka Chelsea News Network. And this is my last episode of the year. Um, first off, I want to say thank you to everybody who has been following me on this journey. You guys have been super, super amazing and super supportive. Like I said, this started off as like a joke on Snapchat and then y'all turned it into something else. So thank y'all so much for that. Like, y'all the real MVPs. But it's not just me on this episode tonight. Um, so many of y'all had liked the other episode with these two other headaches in the last episode. So they are back. Beavis and Butthead are back. So I'm going to take What's a minute. Up? It's your girl, Cheyenne, back again with another episode of CNN. Oh. And she won't let me say it. So it's Kimion. Sumler, aka Pinko. I'm gonna fuck, fuck what she talking about. But like, I really Pinko, wasn't baby. even done with my intro. She wasn't. Care. You're freaking rude. I don't care. She looked like she was done with it. Did I? Yeah. Because I didn't. Okay. This is an everyday thing. Ladies and y'all. <laughs> anyway, so like I said, this episode is about to really just be a 2020 wrap up. Um, we're gonna be talking about some of our own experiences with 2020, some of the world experiences that we've had to deal with. Um, may get a little emotional. I'm not gonna lie. But we're going to try to keep it unemotional. Um, but first question, if you had to describe 2020 with one movie, what would it be? I'll go first. Mine's is going to be White House Down because everything just seemed like a normal day in the neighborhood. And then boom, three days into 2020, we're dang near about to enter World War Three. So and then it just went downhill from there. So my movie for 2020 would be White House Down. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Cheyenne, you go. Damn, put me on the spot. Yeah. I was trying to go through all the movies. I actually <laughs> haven't seen White House Down. White House Down with Channing Tatum and uh, Jamie Foxx? Such a great movie. I'll have to check it out. Movie mm-hmm. night, we're going to do it. You yeah. got to watch it. Mm-hmm. It's great. Um, Any movie... Honestly, like when you said that, the, f- the first thing that came into my head was like World War Z. I, I just, felt that. Like, I felt that. Between Corona, quarantine... Corona. Just all the wild shit that has happened. Literally. Oh, I love it. Like, you might as well just stay inside and not get, you know, eaten by zombies. It's just like... I felt that. I felt that. Constantly just fighting shit every day. And, yeah, this year was definitely... This was a character-building year. I feel I, like... I agree. We use this year, we get better from it, and we just never talk about it again. Now we're going to talk about this shit. The heck we are. I'm gonna you can. I'm going to talk about you it. You can. My kids we're not going to talk ev- back. My I'm kids better not ever ask me about 2020. It's like the Great Depression. It. We just, we hear about no, it and no, we never bring no. it up. Bring it up again. Literally. <laughs> now, wait, now wait. Here's why I say we need to talk about it. Because I don't, uh, do y'all understand the significance of surviving this year? To say that you came through this year, there's three over 300,000 people that did not make it through this year. Y'all made it through a pandemic. You know, you made it through a crazy radical press. You, you better give God some praise. Because, nigga, you made it through all that. 
You know what I'm saying? Glory to him. Thank so you, I'm Pastor talk, Joel Olsteen. I'm going to talk about it. Now back to my question. I'm going to talk about it. Shoot. You know what I'm saying? Because he's been good to me. Niggas want collection plates so bad. Uh, anyway. I don't even need a collection Answer plate. Answer the question. I need a blunt, though. Uh, so what I would say is this movie for the year is definitely Titanic for me because... That's a, <laughs> that's a good that's a one. Because this shit that's started off one. sweet. I'm, that's a good one. You know what I'm saying? This shit started off sweet. I had some major high profile shows starting off in February. You know, I mixed Drew Hill and Ray J Young Jock in February. You know what I'm saying? I haven't even turned 20 yet, and I was really doing some big things. I had big plans for the year. Um, just finished playing with Boosie Collins. I had a lot of stuff lined up. And then shit just went down. Like, we hit Iceberg, which was Corona, and everything just went straight downhill. You know what I'm saying? So... For me, it's definitely a Titanic. I had my, I even had Rose on the front of that motherfucker too, and then you know I drowned. Yep, sure did. Froze. What what happened to him? He froze. This <laughs> <laughs> be the biggest I've seen the movie. He froze, didn't he? Okay. We're, we're all frozen at this point. Right, right. Do y'all, did y'all have that period of like, it was like two weeks, maybe a month, where y'all just, it just felt like the same day over yes. and over Quarantine. and over. Hugh, that Bella in the chair, months passing, the Liter- twilight scene. Literally, like, like quarantine. That was my whole, that whole brief period of March through April where we really just couldn't do nothing. It's just like, it's That's what, the same day. That day. was like, that was honestly terrible. It was like, it played so like I don't think people realize how much like quarantine like played a very big part in people who suffer for, with like mental health like oh for sure quarantine made me so depressed and like I really couldn't put a finger on why I was feeling the way that I was and it's just like I'm not outside like I just came out as a Zeta I couldn't even be around my sisters like I was with and don't get me wrong I love my family but I was with these people every single day like. It was just, like, it was too much. I couldn't go outside and be in an environment. And, like, I'm kind of, like, an introvert, extrovert. Like, I'm an introvert in how, like, I don't really like people. But, like, at the same time, like, I have to have social interaction in order to stay alive. Yeah. If that makes sense. So, quarantine just, like, messed me up. And so, when I was able to go outside, I got my first little taste outside. I went ballistic. To say the least. So did you not go out? Like you didn't go in the yard or nothing? Not even outside? Like I went in the yard. But like I mean like being around like people that I love. Like I even started to miss church folk. Damn. And that's saying a lot. Damn. Now I miss church in general. Like just being in that atmosphere. And you know being able to like worship with God in the church environment. But like. To say that I miss the people that I went to church with, that's that's saying a lot. I miss Pastor Johnson. Yeah. I ain't gonna catch that, that says a lot. Like when I when we used to have a uh, church on the parking lot, I'd be so excited to see these Negroes. Like, oh my god, I actually missed y'all. Yeah, like how you doing, Sister Doris? Was just wild. Like probably mm-hmm. how I got through it the most is because, well, for two reasons. So like in the beginning, where it was like hardcore like april march quarantine like march 14th to be exact like spring break that never ended quarantine girl i don't even want to talk about it (laughs) yeah i yeah i was spent a lot of time with my family but i also would my friend maria lived in my neighborhood Mm -hmm. as well so we would kind of walk around you know just yeah yeah. walk around get fresh air or like drive even if we drove around to the next neighborhood and like parked in this like a little park like they had a church in their neighborhood 
and there was just like a parking lot so we would just like go over there and like chill just to like get Girl, out of the y'all must house. live in the suburbs I can't do that in my neighborhood right swear to god <laughs> I can't do that in my neighborhood just walk people. around I can't do that in my neighborhood y'all must live in the suburbs right they don't live where we live at girl no we literally got rolled up on by guys patrol one time wow guys patrol right guys I have drug dealers that live in my neighborhood guys patrol hey little pookie cool though Shut the heck up. Please shut up. <laughs> it was literally like, what are you going to do? You can't arrest me. You can tell me to leave. Actually, you know, before for like the first maybe week or so, they was arrested. Arrest, they, they was arresting arrest people because my cousin had got arrested um, uh, for breaking curfew or breaking, you know, whatever the fuck they had. Is. Oh, what the hell they call it? Was it quarantine curfew or something? Quarantine or, something uh, like that. Some and then you know the, the governor came out. I was like, well, you know, you can't, we can't arrest you if you get caught I'm out. I'm so mad that he got voted back in office again. Hey, I'm not gonna cap. I mean, he did a little bit of good earlier in the cap. year. <laughs> exactly. No, no. Why do niggas always no. say before they start capping? I'm not about to cap. Wait a minute. <laughs> and then start capping. Cap ever. That's fucked up. <laughs> it's true. I'm sorry. Explain why. Right. You feel Explain why you were about that. to cap. I, I was. I was just saying like earlier in the year. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Earlier up in the year, he was doing a good job. I feel like he shut, he, you know, he shut us down. And, he, you know, we almost had it where, you know what I'm saying, people just can't leave. But but here's my thing. Here's my thing with, 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 with the governor. Was it, what's his name? Holcomb. Eric Holcomb. I, I almost forgot that. Here's my you issue. with his middle name, too? Nigga, anyway, <laughs> here's my issue with Governor Holcomb. Is that at the same time, mm-hmm. like, yes, he was very strict with, COVID curfew, but at the same time he was very lax. And then when people started protesting during like our Black Lives Matter moments, got, and the, he got just oh you're going to jail. Like, you're it's, in a pandemic. We're, exactly now this? all of a sudden it's a big freaking issue when people but, are like, protesting the their rights. Trump li- rallies downtown. The Trump. I'm like, a. I, because, baby, we were still in the middle of a pandemic just last month when all those Trumpies were down there. We were still in the middle of a pandemic. Where was the curfew? We still in the middle of the pandemic. It's called a Pangea. Pangea? I thought it was a panoramic. Panasonic. Damn, I was doing the red bone. Wait, before we move on to, like, the politics aspect. The second, because I said there's two ways. So, the second I got through quarantine is when I went back to Bloomington. That's when it was literally, like, damn near quarantine was, like... Fun. And let me explain. Okay. <laughs> me and Nina, we live together. Right? right, right. So we got to hang out pretty much. Like, we hung out pretty much every day. And then we also quarantined with Kimion's roommates. Because it's like, none of us had a job at the moment or couldn't go to work. Mm-hmm. So it was like, we would all just hang out every day and go hiking somewhere. That was the biggest thing. Because Bloomington has hella spots. Like, it's dope when it comes to nature. So we would just go on different trails. But yeah, outside was definitely the biggest thing. Like I would lose my mind. I don't even Okay. Know what I so yeah, so basically that's what we did the whole summer. But segueing into let's get to like the early part of the summer months, like the May, June, July. May, I think May through July like really like I felt like was a lot of character building for me. Because it really made me look outside of myself and my world and really look at the other things that are going on in the world or within my community. Um, And it really, like, I got into my little activism pool a little bit. Like, 
as tragic as the situations were with George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Elijah McClain, and Dreshawn Reed, I had never been so proud of Gen Z before in my life until this summer. Like, there were times where I was just like, I do not want to be a part of this generation. These niggas are a bunch of idiots. Like, but seeing the way, like, people our age, like, really just stepped up and were organizing these protests and were organizing these demonstrations, it was just like, Gen Z is some dope little niggas. Like, we we dope. Um, and it sucks that it took their tragic deaths for uh for people to see just how powerful of a generation we are. Um, but it also it also made me cut off a lot of friendships. Oh a my. lot of friendships. Yeah, no. I would definitely agree because people that I've been friends with forever was like posting some really sus ass shit. And I know, and I'm I so just, glad you cut off those friends. Like, no, like <laughs> Because I, I know can, exactly what phrase you talk about. So glad you cut like, them literally off. Literally one off the bat. I saw that unadded on Snapchat. Unfollowed. Like, there's no need for like, us to communicate. To like, if you can't support the black community and you're, like, supporting something that is directly, like, goes against mm-hmm. human rights, basically. Literally. Like, you care about the And posting a black much. square on a Tuesday do not count as standing with black with the black community (laughs) just to archive it later don't do that literally but yeah it was just like a lot of people like yeah a lot of people that i had been friends with since like freshman year high school i was just like oh it was either they posted something that was in direct anti against the black lives matter movement or they just wouldn't say anything at all and like your silence especially during especially during that time your silence said everything for me yeah everything like why wouldn't you want to do everything in your power especially if you have black friends like but my favorite tweet had to be there was this girl that we went to high school all of us went to high school with she graduated in our class and she literally like just got on twitter and called out everybody that she didn't see post something and i was just like yes thank you yeah drag them i didn't see that i I loved it i didn't see that can y'all send me that tweet this if she still, still has it on there, okay. I can definitely do it. But like she added everybody that she knew. Everybody. Everybody. I said, yes, ma'am. I love it. Yes, ma'am. Um, I'm a, I'm gonna speak on a more positive note. Um, because there was, I mean, there was still some positive aspects of that time period for me. Um, of course, I did. I did go to the marches. I did. I was out there. Yeah. Um. Wait. I, can I? Say yeah. Something yeah. Real quick? yeah. Just to say something about, like, the protests, I've never participated in anything like that. And it was just, like, it was a lot of fun. And it, like, felt good to, like, get out there and actively support just, like, Black Lives Matter openly and, like, promote it and teach people and bring awareness to it. I agree. I agree. And I think that was a really cool experience. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna piggyback off that and then go into the other side of it. Yeah. Um, I just can't wait till we put in black and white, like the people before us, because um, we did the exact same thing, copy pasted eighty years later. I want to mm-hmm. say was it 80, 80, 60 years later, sixty, <laughs> about sixty years. Ago. So that's that's even worse. That's that because it's not that's not that long ago. You know, Ruby Bridges just turned, what, 67, 65, mm-hmm. one of them? Okay. So it's like, we just did the same exact thing, copy and paste for the same exact reasons. And um, that shit, that's, it's just wild to me. But, you know, 
you know, after I did all that marching and stuff, I felt like, you know, we had to push, you know, there's a lot of emotion, you know, and there's a way to let that out. And for me, that was through music. So I ended up doing, you know, a lot of projects, um, worked on my studio, which is a very, very good thing. Um, I actually did a project that came out in May that just got named one of the top 10 um, feel good slash inspirational songs of 2020 in uh, Berlin, Germany. So um, that was a real good thing that happened in May, obviously. But uh, after that, you know, I got me a little girlfriend or whatever. That was cool. Hey, that's positive. This nigga right here. That's positive, right? Man, <laughs> y'all be bagging me. I, I'm proud of that because I hadn't had a girl for like four years up to that. So it was like, you know what I'm saying? They bagging me, y'all. Y'all feel what I'm saying, though. It feel good when, you know, you find a little somebody you can, you know, hold on to, cuddle, whatever. You know what I'm saying? They tripping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. uh, I mean, it so is... Are we talking about, like... Sorry to cut you off. No, no, go ahead. But are we talking about, like, the... Pos- so we're talking about the positive things that we've done? I mean, I, I mean, just, yeah, I we just can wanted... go into that. So, like, I just 2020 was tumultuous. I'm not even going to sit here and cap with y'all. 2020 was... Probably one of the most tumultuous years in my life. But there were some positives that came out of it. So, like, yeah, we can definitely share those. Um, I came out as a Zeta. I, you know, I pledged to the finest, the best sorority in the world, Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated, period. Um, I got posted in the Indie Star for a um, a protest I got to work with with Tashara Loins. Um, shout out to her because I love her so much. Um, who is a part of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Um, so, you know, 2020, you know, sucked in essence and as a whole. But, like, there was definitely some blessings that came out of it. Like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like God did not keep me through a whole panoramic. Like, allow me to still stay in school because I was definitely ready to drop out. Like, he... I'm not about to sit here and act like God didn't bless me this year because he definitely did. Like, he kept me. He kept my my family. So, this year has definitely had its blessings. Um, so, Cheyenne, any positives that happened for you? Um, Yeah, so honestly, like, the first half of the year, like, spring semester, my grades are pretty good, I would say. Um, I got a new job. That was great, spectacular. Um... I just feel like a lot more opportunities are, be, like, getting open for me mm-hmm. and will really put me on the right track in, like, the direction I'm going. I so, love that. Yeah, I'm actually really excited for, like, next year, to be honest. Girl, ain't the world excited for next year. <laughs> we all excited for next year. I feel like this year, how I got through it, my biggest thing is that I just had to, like, I was constantly, like, in a positive mindset, I would say. Because mm-hmm. nothing, like too terrible it happened like yes all this is like really bad mm-hmm. but it's like it definitely could have been worse for like what we were in like i feel like my position i was pretty comfortable so it was like it was fine but it definitely could have been worse but so that's why i tried to keep it optimistic mm-hmm. like okay like you're just chilling like just you know yeah that's that's definitely a good way to think about to yeah. look at life and I read a lot during quarantine. Girl, same. Definitely. Same. Like a lot of more, I would say, adult books in my quotes, just like education, mm-hmm. more like nonfiction stuff. I definitely read a lot. I read a ton of but manuals. Too, but a ton of what? Manuals. Like 
like audio, like audio engineering manuals and um, <clears throat> music, a lot of music forms, a lot of music uh, informative articles, you know, a lot about NBA, you know, shout out to Pacers, high octane drumline, let's get it. so you know yeah i'm glad that some positives came out of this because 2020 took a lot from us took a lot from us like Mm, mm -mm. just happiness joy mental stability so many different of my favorite celebrities wakanda forever wakanda for we will not have just rest in power to all the to all the celebrities not just celebrities but rest in power to all the lives that were lost this year whether that be from covid from just you know older age whatever it is like rest in power because like when i tell you that made me like so sick to or makes me so sick to think about like how many people died this year like so many it was just like back to back to back like Ex- breaking news this person curve. died yeah, yeah like literally like i think the deaths that hit me the hardest were kobe's <laughs> bro I'm chadwick boseman and bishop rance allen like those it's, just like oh. i just hit and and um natalie i cannot think of her last name right now but she played in um is the it, black is, cinderella giselle desiree desiree however you pronounce it y'all, y'all know who we talking yeah, about y'all comment tell us <laughs> who y'all know who we talking about but those deaths like hit me the harder because it was just like yo like what the heck like i think the one that like hurt the most was chad with chad with bozeman just because for me like growing up like i love superhero movies and I never seen a superhero that looked like me. And even though I was like, what, 17, 18 when Black Panther came out? Whenever yeah. that damn movie came out, you was that age. 18? Was it I think so. I was like 18 when, like, when Black Panther came out. So like I was an adult or whatever. But like still in that moment, like I was that eight-year-old child looking for a superhero that looked like me. Yeah. And when he finally came out, I was like, it. even though it was fic- it was a fictional movie, like the message behind it was just like black is beautiful black is powerful black is amazing it's exponential it's non-monolithic like everything that the media has wanted black to be that movie disproved it and when he died it was just like even though i was an adult when that movie came out it was just like a piece of my childhood died because it was just like yeah gee like come on now i would definitely agree like it that was just honestly what um the death that hit me the most too because it's like chadwick was the representation that we needed yes absolutely just didn't have it like yes we do have some like black superheroes like you know um falcon and just some but they're not really like major characters yeah they They weren't like the main characters they was usually like sidekicks or somebody else's supporting cast yeah so like so it's like him being in the main light. Yes. And then just after that, too, in the movies after, he was, like, a prominent yeah. person. So it was, like, bro. It was yeah, just, like, no, it, that just, one hurt. it hurts. It hurts so bad. And I usually don't. I think the only celebrity that I've ever cried about was Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, and Nipsey Hussle. I didn't really, I don't really cry over people's, like, celebrity deaths because it's, like, I don't know y'all. So it's, yeah. like, ah. I baby cried over Chadwick's death. Yeah. Baby cried. No, like, tears? I'm not gonna lie. Because it's just, like, fuck. Like, right. damn. Right. Right. Like, and it was it was out of nowhere. 
Like, and, right. He just... And I think the, the saddest part was is that he had been battling cancer for four years. So, like, within that four years, he gave us 42, the story of Jackie Robinson. He gave us Get On Up. about Bridges. Like, he gave us Bro. all these amazing movies, and on the inside, he was really suffering, and it was like, wow. Wow. Like, just the fact that he still did that. I just... He's like an actual superhero. Literally. He did what he needed to do, left his legacy, and, Literally. like... Literally. Long live Chadwick. That's it. Uh, hey, I didn't even say my piece. We got to keep going. No, I'm... Yeah, you can... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, that's it for me. Uh, I, I want to say I took it pretty hard, too, but on a different spectrum. Um, Anytime a black man dies, you know, we, uh, we see one on TV. George Floyd, uh, Dre John Reed, any of them. You know, um, any celebrities, anybody, any any black man that has done something um, for the community, any of them. I'm like, damn, we lost another one. Mm-hmm. But with him, I see it on a, 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 a artistry standpoint um, because I'm a, I'm an artist. So it's like the thing that sticks with me, and I, I'm I'm a I'm a hold this shit for my whole life because it really it, it really stuck with me. I think he was he was accepting some award. I don't know what what award it was. Don't really matter. But he said he hoped that when he died, and he saw Jesus, and 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 Jesus asked him to perform for him, he said, "I can't because I used all the talent you gave me on earth." Wow. And I said, "Whoa, whoa." Any movie that I saw. Had a completely different meaning. Get on up is 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 iconic. It's a classic. It is it's a great movie. Iconic. Great movie. I don't care who you are. I've ne- there is nobody who can do James Brown like that except James Brown or Michael Jackson. Period. I don't care who you are. I I watched Christian McBride. Christian McBride posted a video, um, about doing a a concert for that movie. Right, uh, like the soundtrack off the movie they did mm-hmm. live, and I think an artist was late that was supposed to sing a song, and they said Chadwick man because he was there because he was you know the movie. He said man we need you to do a song man we need you to do something, and he said he remembers watching Chadwick practice James Brown's moves, and sing in his voice that was really him singing, which is insane. That that's what threw me right there, singing like James Brown backstage and you thought it was James Brown. That's ridiculous, you know? It's like, man, he has so much talent and yeah. was just a face, He's you know. You know, you can do whatever as a black person. We don't have a lot of people who can be like, I can right. do whatever. Um, and I'm really big on that. Like, as black people, we have some of the most creative minds, some of the most creative hearts. Yeah. I feel like. I agree. Uh, we find many different ways to help people in very creative ways, you know. It could be anything, and we, we could figure it out. Um, but to, to lose that talent, that's a lot of talent gone. Uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's a lot. Um, also, rest in peace, Rance Allen. Oh, my God. I was just going to bring that up. That's another one that just hit me hard. Like, oh. for those of y'all that don't know, Bishop Rance Allen, he was an oh. amazing, amazing man, preacher, singer. singer. Say, no, say singer, girl. Singer. Shut up. Say it. Say, he he sang. Girl, he sang. A singer. 
Like, he was just an amazing person overall. And, like, I grew up listening to this man. Like, for those of y'all that don't know, I got older parents. Like, something about my, my parents are older. Mm. So, I grew up listening to older artists, um, especially older gospel artists. And that was one of the ones that my mama and daddy played, like, all the time. I loved him. Like, I would try to mimic his, his voice. Like, any uh, church talent show that we had, I was singing one of his songs. Like... I really grew up listening to this man. Like, I love this man. I always said that if I ever got famous as a gospel singer, I was going to do a duet with this man. Like, it was just going to happen. Oh, yeah. Um, And so, like, when I was... I, I remember the day that he passed. Like, I was actually standing in line with my sister to early vote. And mm. I was on my phone because that line was ridiculously long. Child. Um, But I remember looking on my phone and it was like, uh, Bishop Rance Allen passes away at... I don't remember his age. And I remember, like... Oh no, they're lying. They're lying. I called my mom. My mom was dang near in tears. She was like, yeah, it's true. And it was just like my heart dropped. Cause it was just like, that was some, I like grew up listening to this man. I grew up listening to his preaching. It was just like, wow, 2020. <laughs> like if you could take like the people that mean the most to me, you do. And it's just, ah, uh, rest in power, rest in power. Cause it's amazing, man. Amazing. Um, but while we're speaking on hard topics, we're gonna get, uh, we're gonna get to the nitty gritty and then we're gonna get over it. What was probably one of the hardest things for y'all this year? Ooh. Wow. I can go first if it makes it easier. Wow. Yeah, if you want to. Yeah, cause. Okay. <laughs> so, not to get emotional and I really hope I don't cry cause y'all haven't seen me cry and I don't want to start today. So, um, my 2020 actually started in 2019. Um, May of 2019, I lost my uncle to cancer. Um, September 7th, 2019, Saturday, um, my dad suffered a massive stroke. He was actually supposed to die, um, but it left him in a coma for a month. Within that month, I lost my job. Um, I lost one of my scholarships. My dad's best friend of 18 years, who I considered an uncle, passed away. Um, I found out my grandmother was sick. And I found my found out my brother was sick. So I was going through a lot. Um, 2020 gets here, January through March. Don't even want to talk about it. I was just very, very depressed. For, for three months, I was actually in a very depressive stage. Um, and then May of this year, um, you know, life just hit me. Life, we was in, like, I feel like May was just like a, May through July was just like, a very bad time for my mental health because I saw all these killings in the news of mm -hmm. black bodies. And it just mm -hmm. like, I was already, you know, just upset about how everything was going. And then that happened. And it just, it took a lot out of me emotionally. And then you're still trying to put on this brave face for your community. Cause you're out here protesting. You're out here doing these marches and demonstrations and giving these speeches. And, you know, as a leader on campus, I'm trying to like show people, yeah, we can be strong as black people, but on the inside, like I was mentally deteriorating. And then I think the hardest month for me had to be July. Um, July 4th, I lost my aunt. Then three weeks later, my uncle is murdered. That, ooh, <laughs> nope, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Um, that was probably the hardest death I'd ever had to experience. Um, when my dad got sick, my uncle was always there to make sure me and my mom and my sister were good, that we were eating, that we had money to do this, that we had money to do that. Um, making sure that I was okay in school, like... My uncle was pretty much like my second father. And like I told my mom, mm, I'm not going to cry. 
I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. Like I told my mom, had it been COVID or him passing away of old age, I probably could have dealt with it better. But to know that his life was taken from him and the way it was taken from him, like that hurt on a different level. And to the person that did it, I never felt so much hatred in my life for somebody. And I don't hate people. Like, I may dislike you. I may be angry at you, but I don't hate people. That was the first person in my life that I had ever hated. Ever. And I literally had to ask God for forgiveness because I was bad upon it. I was death upon that person. And, like, that was something that was totally out of character for me. Something I would never wish upon my worst enemy. I had to go back and ask God for forgiveness for that because I wanted nothing but badness for him. I didn't care how he felt, how his mama felt, how his family felt. Like, I wanted nothing but bad for him and his family. And, like, that's not a character for me. Um, So, like, my uncle's death, like, really just, like, changed me as a person. Um, So that was hard. I get back to school. And then life just kept hitting me. My grandmother had a stroke which left her um, verbally impaired. Um, come to find out, there was a lot of things going on in her nursing home where she had to be taken out of there. One of my very, very f- close family friends, like I consider her like a second mother, she caught cancer. It was just like, Damn. And there was a point where like, I even questioned my relationship with God. Like I was having a conversation with my mom and I was just like, I don't understand what God is doing right now. Like, it seems like every time my family is like getting back up on their feet, it's like, take this, take that. Like life is just kicking our butts. And I'm not saying life got hands, but God dang, life was just like throwing us jabs left and right. Um, And there was a time where I was just like, I don't know what God's doing at this point. Like what, what is going on? And like, I really had to, and I think my relationship with God got stronger because of everything that I was going through. Like, I really like had to have that moment with God and just like sit down and cry and pray out. Cause it was just like, yo, I don't know. I remember telling my supervisor, I don't know how much more of this I can take. Like I really don't. Yeah. So the hardest part for me for 2020 was probably getting back up every time I felt like life knocked me down. And the fact that I didn't cry while telling this story. Amazing. So when y'all can go, I just, much respect yeah thank you for sharing that um i guess the hardest part for me was just seeing all the black lives lost Mm -hmm. like that was just like it's hard and it was a lot at a time like it just seemed like it was one after the other and yeah like with george floyd brianna taylor it was just like a domino effect. Right. And it was, it's crazy. And it's just like, also like an eye opener. And it's just like, just rude awakening. Like, wow, like this is really like the reality that we live in. Like we have to be in fear because of the color of our skin. It's mm-hmm. just like, that's appalling, disgusting. I mean, I could go on, but it's just like, uh, it just like, it triggers me. Yes. Absolutely. It triggers the fuck out of me. Like, some bullshit but yeah that's that was probably the hardest part for me i would say hmm. that leaves me home yep yeah um so i got like a couple different ones so like you know i had a i had a whole little situation going on internally with how i view myself confidence that kind of thing 
I don't know why, but I did, you know. Um, so that was a that was a big goal to get over this year. And it worked. Um but being a black man and then can I could pick up my phone, be chilling, slide two fingertips and I see another black man get killed, you know, chased down in the street, shot up, uh, choked to death, whatever. Or, you know, see another black woman get killed and nothing happens to the mm-hmm. people that do it. Huh. Uh, being the person that I am, I don't know if it got nothing to do with my Taurus. It could just be me. But I'm a I'm a person that I like to see everybody taken care of, doing well, you know. Um, I don't care who you are. I want you to succeed, whatever you do. You could have even done me wrong, but I want you to succeed because that's just how I am. Um, but to know that, like, th- those men had kids. Some of those men had kids. Daddy gone now. What, what, what happened to daddy? Oh, well, you know, accident, my ass. Um, that's, that's, that's hard for me. I ain't, I ain't had no pops coming up. And, uh, I was taught by the street. The street taught me. Miles did good, though. Real good. Um, them and some kids that didn't have no dad. They had a dad, and they mm-hmm. ain't got one. And it's not, not they fault. Um, yeah, that's, that's me. But, uh, another thing is, it's, it's, it's real nerve wracking to know I can't step outside without this piece on my hip. Real nerve wracking. It's heavy. I feel that. Like, sometimes I feel like I'm not comfortable just, like, walking around by myself. Can't go outside, yeah. Literally. Like, definitely, just, like get one from my purse just to have it on me and it's like damn but i just need i need to get a license to carry oh, you, better, you better go i know go on the internet <laughs> but like okay we can talk about this off but like i need to know just the process i got you yeah we'll talk i think no 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 i definitely think as a black woman especially in america like get them <sighs> Get it, sister. Get it. I will teach. I promise you. It's it's nerve-wracking. Like, so many, especially, I mean, black women have been going missing, like, exponentially. But, like, so many black women have been murdered, gone missing, assaulted, like, exponentially this year. And, like, you barely hear about it. See me in the yard. You barely hear about it. And, you know, we scream protect black women. But, like, when it's time for people to step up, we only get a handful. And that's the tragic part about it. Yeah, I'm in that handful. I got my report, my my respect, support, all that shit. So, I need a hug. So I need a hug. So now, now that we've got done talking about trying to make me cry, the hard stuff. I'm so happy I didn't cry. Like I really was about to. Like, hey, how far? Everybody, give me some. (laughs) Oh, come on, Chelsea, let's go. (laughs) No cry, gang, baby. Shut up. We really made it. Hey, y'all. I hope y'all ain't crying too. Not quite. That no no no, but line. that's the crazy part about it is, in spite of everything that happened this year, like <laughs> everything that happened this year, like we oh god, I'm about to start crying. What is happening? Me, I never okay. This close, y'all. I never used to be this emotional ever. Like it's because she's around me. It's 2020. I've never been this emotional it's ever in my life. Like I hate crying. Like Yo, I grew up not liking crying. Yo, that was her superpower. She got emotions, y'all. Hey, 
one of my best ones is anger. Stop trying me. Damn. <laughs> Stop trying me. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, Cheyenne would never laugh at me like that. I was yeah. never, like, no, seriously, I was, like, never emotional growing up. And I guess that's because I never really saw my parents cry mm. like that. So, like, you really, like, I was just, like, always taught, like, unless you getting a whooping or somebody dead, like, what you crying for, bruh? And so I just didn't, I just didn't grow up crying. And I don't know what the heck happened this year. Mm-hmm. Bro, I know oh what my, it is. I don't know what happened this year. Mm. But baby, mm-hmm. I cry at everything. Like I was watching, I was watching <laughs> something and I, I was watching America's Got Talent. <laughs> and like this little girl got the golden buzzer and I just started bawling. I said, oh my God, am I pregnant? Like, what the heck is happening Oh my me? God. I was so confused. I was like, why am I so emotional? Yo. I don't like it. Like, I'll get around, like, my line sisters and, like, I'll just want to cry because I'm so happy we're all together. Like, I started Damn. crying at Thanksgiving just seeing all Thanks. my family. I'm just like, it must have been them yams. Happened. It was them yams. I have it? never to felt me. anything more in my life. I feel like I cried yams, y'all. I literally cried now. everything. Like, I saw the cute... Like, like I started crying. Okay, y'all know who Kinsley is. My four-year-old little cousin. Like, everybody just mm-hmm. swears that that's my child. Like, mm-hmm. she turned four this year, and I went to her birthday party, and, like, we took a picture together, and I went to start crying then. I was just like... You crying now? No, I'm not, nigga. <laughs> F you. It's <laughs> like, I just don't know what is happening to me. Yeah. But getting back to the point that I was trying to make... Is that the crazy part about 2020 is we we as a people have just been through so much. And to just like to be almost at the finish line, like, well, to be at the finish line, because this episode comes out on the 31st. So y'all be hearing this on the 31st to be at the finish line. Yeah. It's just like kudos to y'all. We we really made it out. We here. did that. Shit. We made that like period. <laughs> like in the midst of a whole panoramic in a whole race war, a whole election, which we about to get to that election season Wait, in a minute. We about I... to get to that. Like. We made it. Kudos to y'all. Can I say something? Go ahead, sis. Go us for voting for the first time. Period. Can we get a round of applause? Yes. And if you didn't vote, you suck. You suck. You suck. But no, let me put it out there. For For those who aren't able to vote, completely understand. But if you were able to vote and didn't vote, and now you're complaining about who's in office, I don't want to hear it. We needed to vote for those who couldn't. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hell yeah. And like, if there was any reason to vote, my main reason for voting was Mm. Eloise Landers. And that is, that's my great grandmother, a black woman who was denied so many times for voting Mm. and never got the opportunity to do it. That's why I vote. I vote for those who didn't get to. Damn. Literally. My great grandmother never got to vote. And so when I went up to that voting booth, I was like, granny, this is for you. Literally. This is for you. Like, we had the fight for the right to vote. And the fact that the, people aren't exercising that right, right, it just, like, it vexes what? me. It vexes that, me. That, like, triggers me. It vexes hey. me so much. Like, and here's my thing. I, I said this on Twitter, and a lot of people actually got mad at me for this. I said, if you're not voting and you are able to, you are not allowed to say Black Lives Matter. You're not. Because you're one, of the, things that, one of the things that we're protesting is political, is political discrimination. We're post. We're that's one of the main things that we're protesting about: political discrimination against Black people. You cannot scream "Black Lives Matter" if you're not exercising the right to vote to put people in office who are going to fight for Black Lives to Matter. Preach. That's that's just what it is. This nigga spitting, y'all. That's just what it is. I pretty much. So speaking about voting, 
Not only did we survive a panoramic and a million and one deaths, we survived an election season, y'all. An election season Bruh. that took forever. And we got that nigga out of office. You know what's crazy? We say it took forever, but it literally took the exact same amount of time as the other. It just felt like... <laughs> no, no, no. No, because no, the elect... To, to pronounce who was president took, look, what? 72 hours? It took a long ass time. Literally, no. Because when it was Trump and Hillary, I went to sleep, woke up, Trump was president. And I was so confused about life. My little sister yeah. woke me up well, around she, 4 o'clock in the morning. Literally, like, Mr. Krabs, like... Mr. Krabs, me, myself. You're lying. <laughs> That's the thing, though. Didn't that happen with Trump and, and Biden? Then you go to sleep and wake up and it's like, oh, Biden's No, president. by the time, by the no, time like he got elected, I, yeah, by the time he got elected, like, we knew that he was going to win because he had the electoral votes. Like, I, we was just like, there's no way Trump is going to catch up. So I don't understand why y'all just didn't give the man the race. But by the time, like, Saturday got here, I was just like, look, if he win, he win. If he don't, he don't. Like, Literally. at this point, it's whatever. I don't even care no more. I've been up till four o'clock in the morning every single day to figure out what this man is doing. And I got class. So... If he wins, he wins. If he doesn't, he doesn't. I don't even care anymore. It's the way <laughs> Trump's still trying for me. Girl, talk about some the racism. Baby, the race is over. Hey. It's over. Like, you lost. It's the him pardoning those murderers for me. That's what that is for me. Um, people he pardoning, yeah, he pardoning everybody. I'm done with him. It's him signing off on all of those executions for me. Get him out of here, please. Signed off on all of those executions. You knew you were leaving office, so that's what you right. decide to do. You are, it takes a special kind of evil. There has never been that many signed off executions in a lame duck season in 130 years. A 130 years. There has never been that many signed off executions in 130 years during the lame duck season. Like it takes a special kind of evil to do something like that. He is really a piss poor like, excuse for a human. Like, what but that's okay fuck? because he's been the first president and... Like, what, 20 years to have only one term in office? Like the shittiest president ever. Ever. His wife about to get a divorce. Just like, you going to jail. Mm. Hey, no cap though? I hope he dropped the soap twice. That's so evil. You know you what I'm saying? And I, and I hope, somebody. and I hope, I hope on everything that is good in the, in the world. And I hope, you I can't hope. wish that on somebody. I He's hope. He's definitely going to be in Wait solitary confinement. You're right. There's no way but I hope, out here I hope. You know, you know how big Bubba from Forrest Gump was? That big black, stocky, wide black man? I hope that's who get to him. That Bubba Gump can't shrimp. wish that Yes, I can. Because let me tell you what. You're going to pardon these murderers. You're going to pardon these tax evaders, these pedophiles, these people who are extorting people for all this money. And then you gonna you gonna sit there and do us like that, like you go. He ain't do nothing for us but try to get us infected. He literally said that. You got to be a terrible man. I'm I'm gonna wish Bubba on him. Bubba, get him, get him, Bubba. Damon. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the blunt talking. My fault. Um, what is something you learned about yourself this year? Well, Somebody yeah. else gotta go first. I'm tired of going first. Show, show. I feel like <laughs> I'm gonna smack you when this is over with. You always do. I that. don't know. I feel like mm. <laughs> I learned something about you. I, <laughs> I learned two things about who Cheyenne. No, I feel like Joseph. my I have Joseph. an unbreakable spirit. I would say. 
because. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like I endured a lot this year, and I got through it, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm thriving now. I'm ready to jump into 2021. 2021? And, yeah, I just feel like determination. I don't know. I feel. I definitely feel like the semester could have went better, though. I agree. Like, I agree. it wasn't... 2021, like, I'm coming for the dean's list, period. Literally. Like, my grades were definitely, like... Yeah, I did mm-hmm. well, but it was, like, I definitely could have done better, though. But you did it in a panoramic. So, yeah. you did it in a whole Pangea, so... Literally. So. But let's uh, hope... Right. Professional school see it that way. <laughs> right? <laughs> let's, hope, let's hope grad school says, you know what, it was a pandemic, yeah. you know? Like... One thing that I learned about myself is I'm a lot stronger than I give myself credit for. Mm -hmm. So much more stronger than I give myself credit for. Like, the person that I am now, there's no way 2018 Chelsea would have been able to endure what 2019, 2020 Chelsea has endured. Like, I'm so much stronger than I ever thought I was. Like, literally. Is it blue in there? Can you get it out the thing, please? <laughs> We're eating like these gummy bears. Anyway, um, <laughs> what was that? Yeah, like I'm just I'm a lot stronger than I give myself credit for. And, <laughs> Damn, you almost dropped stupid. a gummy bear. Yeah, 2020 has been crazy, but like it made me such a stronger individual, and like I'm so excited to see what 2021 has in store for me because of what I was able to, like, make it through the 2020. Yeah. I'm a lot stronger. Yeah. Good shit. Period. I learned that, um, I said, you know what? This is, this is pretty wild. I learned that I reached my goals and didn't give myself credit for it. Um, I learned two whole instruments and wrote an album in six months. That's pretty incredible, I think, you know? Um, And, you know, it'll be out sometime next year. But uh, I think you give yourself credit for some, you know, some stuff you've done. Mm -hmm. Like, don't discredit yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. Now that we've talked about what we've learned about ourselves, like ourselves in general, what has 2020 just taught you in general? Okay, I'll go first. Well, actually, Kimmy, you can go first. You haven't gone first yet. Go yeah. get it. Go get it. That's what it's taught me. Yeah. Um, if you want something, you may not be able to get it overnight, but... Put your foot in the path that you believe is the way to go get it. Follow them footsteps. Do what you got to do. Um, you would be amazed with what a year can do. Um, I went from nothing to having music on radio stations in Chicago, internationally aired podcasts. Um, I got artists that are uh, opening up for people like Pooh Shiesty, T.I., um, Riff Raff. So it's like... You never know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Post on Instagram or something and just do what you got to do. All right. That's me. Um, I learned three things from 2020, actually. 
Um, one, forgiveness is not for you. It's not for them. It is for you. Um, and I didn't realize what that meant until really my uncle died. Um, and I was just, I was just so hateful towards this individual, but I had to really like talk to God and learn how to forgive this person. Never forget what that person did because (laughs) child, that, that person just took a very big influential person to me. He took them out of my life. So I will never forget that. But I had to learn, I had to forgive him because I realized that that hatred and that bitterness that I was building in my heart, it only hurt me because dude is still going to sleep every night living his best life. And I was still mentally and emotionally suffering from that. So I had to learn how to forgive and not just him, but like just people in general that I feel like have wronged me this year. I had to learn how to forgive them because it just made me look hateful and bitter. And I'm too cute for that. Um, the second thing. Period. Uh, you better tell him. Period. Please. On everything. Both of y'all shut up. Girl, we trying to hype you. <laughs> the second thing that I learned is that only when you have given up, have you truly failed. So keep trying. Message. And the third thing is, is that I am the CEO of my own life, that I have the right to hire, fire, promote, and demote anybody that I deem necessary. Meaning that if I feel like that you will bring nothing but toxic energy to my life, I don't care if you're my friend, family, coworker, anybody, I don't care who it is. If I feel like you're not bringing anything but bless, not bringing anything positive to my life, you got to go. Like, period. I, don't, I ended a, what, seven years? Like, we have been friends since, like, freshman, sophomore year of high school. I ended a friendship because it was just like, if we not grinding upwards, then we don't need to grind together. So, and that, like, that friendship, like, friendship breakups are real, and they hurt. They hurt. <laughs> hurt like hell. They hurt. Like, when you end, fr- like, friendship breakups hurt. And, like, ending, I actually ended a lot of friendships this year, but, like, I realized that I was growing in a different direction, and they weren't. And that's okay. Like, I have no hate in my heart towards you. Don't dislike you. Wish nothing but the best for you. Wish nothing but grind and grow for you. We just can't grind together. We just can't grow together, and that's okay hurts but we can't um so that's what i learned from 2020 is that sometimes you just gotta snip snip people out your life yeah, yeah. you just gotta um, snip come on well you i just learned gotta shut up that um <laughs> y'all are funny not to dwell on things mm-hmm. like i just feel like that was my biggest thing is just like getting in my head about things so i try to be better about that just by like keeping it pushing, like dwelling on it won't change anything. Mm-hmm. And if I don't make that change, then nothing's gonna, you know, get better, go up from here. Mm-hmm. So just like keep it pushing. Life has hands. <laughs> bam, bam, a little bit. But guess what? You never get the KO and you keep it going. Period. What was the question? My fault. You already answered. I did. He did? No. Did he didn't start? He, he answered started? first on the last question. Um, Wait. No, he didn't. Wait. Did you start? I don't remember. Wait, but what's the question? <laughs> what has 2020 taught us? No, no, no. I answered first. I thought he did go. Did I, he answer I first? I last. I went first. <laughs> Nigga, so why did you just let his sit here confused for like five minutes? Because I thought we asked a different question. She was <laughs> she was spitting just then. Did you hear that? That was hey, great. So we had to cut this out too. God no, damn. No, no, this is the funny. You leave this in. <laughs> anyway. 
Um, <laughs> so just wrapping everything up, what is one thing that you hope for 2021? Bro, 2021? Straight grind. Be on my Period. grind. Be in my bag every way possible. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the thing. And 2021 is gonna be a growth year. Mm-hmm. Only upwards. Only upwards. That and that's that's the great thing about. There's okay. So my favorite, one of my favorite movies is The Temptations. Mm. Love that movie to death. It's a great movie. Great movie. If you haven't watched it, shame on you. Love every it. word. I know every word. Love it. Um, but there was one part in in the movie that I love, and they um, it's the part where they hadn't had a hit yet on the charts, and Otis tells his bandmates, he said that's the great part of being down because only where you can look up to is from now on is up. And that's how I felt like 2020 was going into 2021 is that life has kicked all of us down so much that we only have up to go. So, um, guess my answer for the question is, um, what I hope from 2021 is like you said, to be in my bag, um, because this whole panoramic has kind of left me destitute. Um, so to be in my bag more, um, to do more activism work because I love the opportunities that I was able to do this year, um, and speaking out for my community. So that was great. Um, Starting my senior year off strong because I start senior year next semester. So January, in January, I start senior year. So starting my senior year off strong. Um, and also, I want to start singing again. Oh, yeah. Sing. There we go. That's, Give us a that's, little something. You know what I'm Give saying? Should I hook the piano up right quick? It's about to go down, y'all. Give us a little something. Shut up. I miss singing again. I miss singing. So I'm, I'm going to try to start doing that again. Yeah. Come on now. Ah, you ain't said that since high school. That's crazy. Um, ooh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try to say be in my bag, but I'm gonna say be in my bag without saying being in my bag. You just said it. You know what I'm saying? No. But uh, I'm just trying to. I'm gonna keep it a book, man. I'm about to release this album. I got my band together. Um, I got my other artists. I'm music directing, so I got you know like about six different bands right now. Uh. But I'm just hoping, you know, really, I'm just trying to get my music in some some movies. Um, Spike Lee, what's up? I'm just trying to be, I'm really trying to kind of put my foot in the industry and say, okay, mm-hmm. I'm here now. I'm not stepping all the way in because I'm going to finish college. Um, I took some time off, so I got some time, some way to go. Um, but, you know, I'm just trying to kind of put my foot in there, make about 200 grand. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? Next year? Yes. Right, next year? Yes. <laughs> We're still at a Pangea. <laughs> yes. We're only getting 600. Yes. Well, I'm getting 600. Let me let me tell you something. See, Whoa. I'm getting 600. You, you, see how, you see how y'all faces with like, what? Set your goals higher than you think. You could do that shit. You literally can do it. In a yes, in a whole yeah. Panasonic. Yes, I'm. Um, we're still I, gonna be in this panoramic. I know that. Home health aid. I don't think so. Hey, I'm in college, so. Hey, you <laughs> never know. You never know. You just gotta shoot for it. What's What's the worst thing that can happen if you shoot for the stars? I'm just gonna get dis- like not disappointed, but I'm just like that was a pointless goal because I knew I wasn't gonna get it. <laughs> That was you, so pessimistic. We're trying was, to end the episode on a high note, nigga. That's not what I was trying to say. I was just going to say the worst thing that could happen is you fall back down and get to shoot again. 
But like, that's why the worst thing? I, th- I think one? I think the the saying that you're looking for no, is I'll you sh- shoot for the moon and miss. At least you'll land among the stars. Yeah. I think no, 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 no. If you shoot for the stars, but why would I shoot for the stars when the moon is up there? Man, it's some stars higher than the moon. You know that. The sun. All right, man. It's just in the podcast. Y'all lost me. Basically, basically, look, man. I'm just gonna shoot my. I'm just gonna shoot real high. I'm gonna shoot real high. See what I can do. Push myself to be the best I can be. Okay. That's it on that. Hell yeah. So that is the end of this episode. Um, I know I already thanked y'all in the beginning, but I really want to take the time to to really thank everybody who has encouraged me, who has supported this podcast, who has supported me the since people. since Snapch since my knowledge drop days actually like the people. knowledge drop on that? Instagram don't since my knowledge drop Stop. days so like to see it go from knowledge drop on Snapchat to Instagram live to Chelsea's Chelsea's daily word or word of the week or whatever I used to do yeah. to CNN on Snapchat to actually making this a podcast. Yeah. You guys have been nigga I'm trying to give my acknowledgments. <laughs> you guys have really been amazing, and I'm I'm so thankful and so appreciative for that. Um, I wanna want y'all to keep an eye out. I am dropping this CNN Instagram page soon because, like I said in the last episode, um, starting the new year, I will be taking a step back from social media just to to be on my grind because you know senior year is coming up, and you know we got stuff to do. So, um. I will be taking a step back from social media. So please make sure that once that page drops, um, I'm going to try to get it out when this episode drops. So make sure you're following that. You're sharing whatever news is on there. Um, sending me topics to talk about um, because, you know, trying to come up with topics don't be easy all the time. Um, make sure you're checking out Black Girl Podcast is with my line sister, Jada Cunningham. Um, make sure y'all checking that out because she talks about politics, everything under the sun. And I love that. Um, it drops every Wednesday, every, uh, every Wednesday. So yeah, make sure y'all checking that out. Um, want to thank these two idiots for being on First this last all, episode with me. Absolutely. I'm correct. Right. As much as I don't want to admit it, I actually do love them. They're two of my biggest supporters. They get on my nerves 99.9% of the time, but like that zero point. Someone today? But that, oh yeah, I'm definitely talking about him. I'm definitely talking about him. He get on my nerves like 99.9% of the time, but like that 0.001%, like he's actually kind of lovable. So I come through every time, every time. Eight hours late. Anyway. But I come through though, when I get there, it's going down. The point is you come. She should have been down. Literally. (laughs) Anyway, I absolutely do love these, love these two. So Thank y'all for being on this last episode. Y'all got um, any final words? Yeah, I do, actually. Um, yeah, Chelsea, it's been a journey, and I have loved watching you grow. And like Stop, because if I start crying, <laughs> I'm going to punch you in your chest. And like you said, one of your biggest supporters. So um, I'm just along for the ride, and I'm looking forward to see you grow more. And Thank you, babe. yeah, I enjoy being on here because I like to hear myself talk. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah, I like doing podcasts. So thank you for having me. You're welcome. Amen. Um, whoo, I feel like I'm at a war show right now. Uh, I will say, I will say, okay, this is, you've been doing a great job with this podcast. So. Um, it's real nice to see my peoples on the up and up, as always. Uh, you know, you're gaining your following, you're doing your thing. 
that's what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? Doing your thing. Um, and like she said, one of your biggest supporters. I'm I'm must I'm make you come over here and sing one of these days. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We gonna make a song. Right. You know. Hey, ch- hey, y'all. Y'all want to hear Chelsea make a song with me? Please leave something in the comments. Like yeah, somewhere. Leave it in the comments. Leave something somewhere. Instagram. Follow me at Pinko Beats to see what I be doing. You know what I'm saying? But you know what I'm saying? I think me and Chelsea should drop a song. 2021. That's Stay so tuned. self-advertisement. Stay tuned. Right. <laughs> okay, but that is it for this episode, y'all. Thank y'all so much. I love each and every one of y'all. Stay safe. Stay happy. Stay healthy. Happy New Year. And as always, that is how Chelsea sees it. All right, y'all. Peace. Hallelujah. Nigga. Won't he will. Lift your hands and say, won't he will. Wasn't so good and blue. Thank you. If the drink wasn't so good and blue. Next year. Or Thank you. Next year. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>